0: Welcome back to episode three of Beating the Bookies. I'm your host Joey Belial, and uh, this week we're going to be getting into some college football and NFL football again. Um, would love to hear from you all. Just talking about, uh, you know, what bets you placed last week, how you fared. So, um, go ahead and shoot me a DM over at Parmesan Picks. Again, that's at Parmesan Picks on Twitter. Um, we'll get through all of them. Promise to respond and go from there. Uh, I do want to stress that Twitter again. There are some of these plays that I might list now that, you know, barring injury or something vicious uh, later in the week, especially as we saw Thursday night with some of the COVID protocols that we might have to wait on, you know, figure it out uh, in terms of who is actually playing. So uh, if that comes up, go ahead. And, uh, you know, that's where you get your most up-to-date information. Follow me there on that Twitter handle. But uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and recap last week. Um, college football in terms of the plays I listed on the pod, not nearly as good as I would have wanted it to be. Um, went two and three, ended up with about a four unit loss. Um, now in terms of the overall day, we were profitable. that's the perks of following Twitter. would have snagged a play like Oregon Money line, um, and that would have supplanted some of those losses here. But Purdue plus three and a half. Um, it's always tough when you bet on a team with five turnovers. Um, Tennessee plus 25 was a brutal brutal uh, beat there in the back half of that game but uh, UTSA did win, NC State lost which was really tough but then Oklahoma State came through with the victory but you know, flipping that over into the NFL, our fortunes changed uh, went 4-1 and one. only play we lost was Panthers minus 3 and that was ugly from start to finish so no sweating out anything there but uh one Browns money line Titans plus four and a half was a blowout Panthers minus three, obviously lost Raiders minus three was a three unit win and the Colts plus four to cap Sunday off was a win as well. So ended up about, let's see there five, about six units positive in the NFL off of the listed picks. Um, you know, had a very profitable week up on, on the year We're about 90 units up on the year currently, um, had a little bit of a slow day yesterday. Yeah, ninety-three point five six units on the year. Um that's since the start of the NFL season. Had a rough day yesterday with some of the NBA picks I put out. But uh only lost one unit. So at the end of the day can't be too mad about it. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into some of the uh, into some of the football we've been looking at. Um biggest thing here this week for me is going to just be uh uh bankroll management. Um, one of the toughest things right now is that compared to last week, we're going to have a lot more games that I would want to bet on. So just restricting our units, make sure that we're going at this in an analytical, um, type of way, making sure we're, we're getting profit out there. But, um, let's go ahead and jump into some of the games I do like, uh, in terms of tonight, Friday, not a lot. I like on the board, um, Tulsa and Navy is going to be a weird, weird game. Um, don't hate Navy to cover that. They've actually been playing pretty well the last couple of games, but it's not something that I'd put out there as an official bet. Um and Tulsa is a Tulsa doesn't beat anyone by eleven, so I that that line is strange. Um And then on top of that, you've got the UNLV Nevada game. That one I actually do like Nevada to cover at minus twenty. UNLV is just awful. Um they Give up 400, they don't even get 300 yards of offense a game and they give up 450. Um, Nevada is a dynamic air raid style of team. Um, and they should have no issue running the ball. Um, even though they, they really only throw the ball. So I do like Nevada minus 20. Um, going back to last night, we did hit the coastal over. Um, and we did get the East Carolina cover. So we're 2-0 on the week right now. No need to really push units out there on two games that I'm not super sure about. I will do a little bit of a deep dive, and if I do have a play on either of the games, it will be posted on Twitter. Um, but without further ado, let's jump into some of these uh, Saturday games that I do like. Uh, first game I like, Michigan-Michigan State, I like the under. Set at 50 and a half, the reason I like the under there is both of these teams are run dominant, attack you on the ground, bottle you up style of teams. Their defenses also have played very, very well inside the red zone. Um, you know, Michigan does have a couple of good corners, so they don't really let a lot of yards in the air, but that's not what Michigan State does well. Michigan also is a 250 yards a game on the ground type of school. Michigan State sitting at 200. Um, it just has all the hallmarks of one of these games where both defenses are incredibly tough, neither give up more than 20 points a game. I think the game probably ends somewhere in the 24-17 uh, to 17 type of range. I think we can get a nice no-sweat winner here. Um, you know, Michigan State hasn't had a game go over this number since they played Western Kentucky. Not even the Nebraska game went over this number. Um, Michigan, on the other hand, did have their Nebraska game go over, but little bit of a different Nebraska team when you were playing at their place. Um, and then, you know, Wisconsin did go over but Wisconsin is awful. Um, kind of a weird back and forth. I think the biggest barometer for these teams, I think it kind of ends up like when Michigan State played Nebraska, where it's that 23 to 20 back and forth, somewhere in that range. Um, overtime, when you bet unders, though, is always tough in college football because they always score. So... Um, you know, but that being said, I do like the under there. Um, Florida plus 14. Gonna take a stab at it. Um, I actually will end up betting the money line if they name Anthony Richardson the starter. I am a huge Anthony Richardson proponent. If you haven't read any messed up, electricfactorysports.com. Also, we've got another podcast, um, produced by the same guys called the No F's Pod. F's being EFS. Um, but I'm a huge Anthony Richards guy. He is just one of the most dynamic talents in the uh, the NCAA at this point. He can run, he can throw. I mean, he came in in relief at LSU, and he had an 80% touchdown rate. Um, Love that guy. Uh, And I think he gives Georgia's defense some problems if he's in. If he's not in, uh, Dan Mullen special, and uh, we'll ride with the 14. That'll probably be one of my smallest units just because of the quarterback situation. But I do think – Richardson should start, and if he does start, I like the play. Um, Iowa money line. Uh, what I really do like about this Iowa team is that, you know, yes, they are snow, slow. It's not an offense that's going to go and beat the brakes off you. Um, there isn't really this flashy style in the pl- in the pan that you get with some of these other teams. But Wisconsin is just supremely overrated. I'm getting Iowa plus money here. And Wisconsin, yes, they're playing at home. And the total on this game is going to be set at 36 and a half. So, you know, if you don't like the money line, I encourage you to take the sled. You get the field goal insurance for Iowa at plus three-and-a-half. But, you know, Iowa scores 28 points per game, um, and their defense only allows in 14. Yes, they did lose to Purdue, but they're coming off a bye week. And even though Wisconsin just beat Purdue, Purdue had five turnovers. Um nobody's going to win football games if you have five turnovers, um, Wisconsin beat an army team that, you know, started off hot, but isn't really as good a team anymore, they lost to Michigan, they lost to Notre Dame, and Purdue plays a very similar style of football to Michigan and Notre Dame, albeit without the same athletes, but that style of football has worked on Wisconsin, um, Iowa only gives up 89 yards a game on the ground. That's all Michigan likes to do. They've taken the ball completely out of Graham Murch's hands. Now, Wisconsin's rush defense is uh, is a formidable opponent, but just to me, they haven't played as many people as I would like that are very good at running the football. Um, Michigan still had 112 yards on them uh, on the ground, but that was because they were – just bombed them through the air it was like eight and a half yards per play when they connected through the air. So they just didn't run the ball as much. Um, Iowa has that ability as well. So I think that Iowa is a very good comp to how Michigan played Wisconsin. Um, and I think there's a very good chance that uh, we go out and we just see an Iowa domination from back from the front of the game to the back, you know, start to finish. There's just not a lot that I love about this Wisconsin team. If I can get anybody who's playing them, um, at plus money or plus three and a half on the spread, I'm going to take it. Um, they're a bad spread team, three and four on the year. And on top of that, I just don't think they're actually very good at football. There is some injury nudes I want to monitor with Iowa specifically in their backfield and uh, at tight end, but uh, we will see. Um, we'll have an official unit selection on that come Saturday, but I will be betting the Iowa money line. Um, kicking it over, Florida State plus nine and a half against Clemson. Um, again, it's just an overrated Clemson line to me. Uh, Clemson hasn't beaten anyone by nine and a half points all year. I, they, I think they, yeah, they haven't beat anybody by nine and a half points. It's been like six and three point games. Um, Florida state started the year off rough. No question about it. But even when they were bad against Louisville, um, they still only lost by eight. They've rattled off three straight wins. Their quarterback situation appears to have settled down. Um, and they're, they've really been rushing the ball well. And that's not something that Clemson has stood up well against. They're giving up 120 on the ground, which is not normal for our Venables defense. Uh, on top of that, big question I see the Clemson running back room. Uh, they're injured. They had a lot of transfers. Um, it, it's just not anything I'd like. Nine and a half is a big number. I could see this easily getting up to ten by Saturday. Um, And I just love, I love the Seminoles to pull off a little bit of one of those. It's not an upset, but they keep the game within three points. Um, They play fundamental running, running the ball. Uh, They run the ball well between the tackles. They do have, they have a lot of athletes on defense, Um, uh, especially at the linebacker position. They've got some fast, agile guys that really can, uh, uh, that really can keep up with this Clemson offense. And there just aren't the wide receivers and steel skies on the Clemson side that I'd be feel comfortable betting at nine and a half strikes me as a classic under style of game. And if I'm going to get nine and a half points on a total, that's less than 50. I'm going to take that. Uh, love that one there. Um, question mark for me is going to be Ole Miss money Now I do like Ole Miss at Auburn. But I feel like we're kind of shortchanging Auburn here, just because Auburn has two losses on the year. One of them was to Georgia, and the other one was on the road at Penn State when a bad play call kind of sunk them. Um, they've been one of my most underrated teams. I know like people always think of Auburn and they're like, oh yeah, you know Cam Newton. Well, it's not that team anymore. They've got a new coach, um, but they do have one of the best running backs in the country in Tank Bigsby. Um, is he Bijan or Walker? No, he's not, but he is very serviceable. Um, the, the issue I have here is just that I don't know if Auburn is going to be able to score with Ole Miss. Um, yes, they scored against Arkansas, but against Georgia, they had 10 LSU only 24 Penn state only got 20. Um, Ole Miss is a high flying offense, you know, and, and it's one of those games where, I'm betting on an offense to show up that sometimes doesn't show up. Um, the Arkansas game's is a good barometer here. Ole Miss, on, uh, you know, at home, had to basically take them down to a two-point conversion. Auburn, um, albeit facing a more defeated Arkansas squad, um, thumped them pretty soundly. So it's going to be something that I'm monitoring, not something that I'm making an official play right now. Again, follow that Twitter so you can just figure out what I'm actually betting day of. Um, but one of the issues I do see with Ole Miss is is the defense. It's they do give up a lot, a lot of rushing yards. And if there's one thing that Auburn's going to want to do, it's pound that ball between the tackles. Now they do have Bo Nix, which is it, it it's a it's a saver if you're betting against Auburn. Um, but you know I just don't see them taking the ball and putting it in Nix's hands and saying go win us the game. Uh, I I. I don't see that happening in this situation and and would expect it to be much more of a traditional Auburn style of game. They do have the better defense um by about eighty yards a game um and they only give up nineteen points a game, so they are a good defense um you know the more I say it, the more I feel like I'm talking myself into auburn, so'm gonna put that down as a question mark as well um just I like the game, I will watch it. But, uh, I might only have a play on the total, probably on the under, um, here just because of the instability, uh, in it, or I would say the variability in both the offense and the defense for both teams. Um, w- one of the things I do like, I really do like, is Kentucky money on. Um, no reason for me to, for me, to see Kentucky this non um, You know, I don't understand how you go from being super highly ranked to not being super, not being favorited inside of the SEC. I mean, this is a Kentucky team that thumped LSU. This is a Kentucky team that beat Florida. This is a Kentucky team that, yes, they did have a squeaker with South Carolina and UTC, but these last couple of weeks they've been on fire. Mississippi State on the other hand, I mean they got thumped by Bama. Uh they did beat A&M but not put a lot of stock in that one. Um LSU lost, Memphis lost. Uh you know, it's the it's the problem with the air raid and that, you know, Rodgers as the Mississippi State quarterback, yeah, he has 18 touchdowns, but you know, he does have over 100 incompletions in seven picks. Um I do like Kentucky's sideline to sideline speed on defense. That's something that not a lot of people talk about. Um, now they do give up a lot of rushing yards, but Mississippi State doesn't run the ball. So I'm not sure that it's a super big issue here. Um, they, they give up about 119 a game. Uh, you know, Kentucky putting the, on the ground, they, they, that's how they play, um, ball. And I also just think that their speed overall is going to be benefiting them in this game. There is a little bit of an injury news that I want to uh, monitor with Kentucky. Um, it Just, you know, Levy should be able to go, but just want to make sure. I also do like Chris Rodriguez, so going to need to monitor both those guys um, moving forward. And the last, the last play, and this is one that will probably be my biggest, this SMU money line. Like, SMU is good. Uh, Mordecai is one of those guys where he's not going to, you know, he's he reminds me a lot of Nick Foles. Um, guy, to a smaller university, puts up big numbers, runs a, like, it's not a traditional pro style set, but it is one of those things where um, they do run a nice air raid, Sonny Dykes offense. Um, and they score a lot. You know, they're putting up 42 points a game. Houston, on the other hand, to me, has had a couple of these little squeakers, and I, I don't like it. Um, SMU, the one issue that I do have is the run defense. Um, it's tough to watch at times. But uh, this is a team that when they're facing Houston, Houston, with the Dana Holgerson method, you know, yes, they did, they did thump Tulane. Yes, they beat Tulsa. Um, eight point game with Navy, seven point game in overtime with ECU. SMU hasn't had any of those styles of games. You know, they're beating teams by, they beat TCU, a legitimate power five opponent. They beat Navy. They thumped Tulane as well. Um, so in my opinion, I do like SMU Moneyline, even though they're on the road. Um, big thing for me there is that Tanner Mordecai is just better than Toon, um, He's got 29 touchdowns on the year, only seven picks. Um, if SMU's offense gets rolling, especially early, they might just bury him real bad. Um, I love the play uh, for SMU. Love what this this team and, and this coach is putting up, and I think he'll probably be at Tech next year, which will be tough. But um, I love that side. Um, moving on, let's switch over to the NFL. Uh, game last night, Packers cards. I was on the cards, not going to win a game. If, uh, you lose the turnover battle three to nothing. Um, you know, biggest issue I have in that game was, you know, who is going to play? How are they going to play? We just didn't know. Um, that's why I always stress for y'all to follow the Twitter. Um, you know, I love betting games early, but there is a part of me sometimes, especially with COVID and how you can just get ruled off the night before, um, that it is tough. Okay. I know what I am and I'm a Panthers guy this year, I guess. I'm going to bet them one more time. Um, I I think it's favorable matchup in Atlanta. Shaq Thompson and Stefan Gilmore should be playing. I like the Panthers plus three and I do like them on the money line. Um, Matt Paratus being questionable is tough. Um, Terrace should play. Um, but you finally get Shaq Thompson off of injury. He was the guy in the middle of this defense that really made it click. And Atlanta's bad. Like, yes, great job, Atlanta. You beat the Jets in Miami. Woo-hoo. If they're not the two worst teams in the league, they're pretty darn close. Um, Squeaker against the Giants got thumped by Tampa Bay, lost to Washington. I think the Panthers are better than Washington. Um, And realistically, of the last three weeks, their biggest problem has been themselves. 21-18, uh, to 18, let an Eagles team back into the game that just shouldn't have been there. Then Minnesota, if Robbie Anderson doesn't have six drops, that he's catching that touchdown for the win and not the tie. Um, the Giants game was, was bad. No way around it. It was just a bad game all around. But sometimes you just lay an egg in the NFL. It's okay to do that. I think we forget that the NFL, there's a lot of parity – And sometimes you can just go out as an offense and lay an egg. Now, it is on Rule and Joe Brady to get Sam Darnold back in track. But there's nobody better to do it against than this Falcons defense. Um, You know, they gave up 28 to Miami. They gave up 20 to the Jets. They gave up 34 to Taylor Heineke. I do think Darnold's better than Heineke. I do expect the Panthers to have their playmakers involved, most notably D.J. Moore. Robbie Anderson should never see the field again because, my God, if he was paid to drop balls, it would make sense. But catching is obviously an issue. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it's a Carolina defense that that is very quick. It's very fast. Jeremy Chin is the Cordell Patterson key. Like, he should be able to lock him up. Cordell shouldn't have that many yards. Matt Ryan should be under duress most of the game. Looking for Brian Burns to finally have a game this season. That's a guy, he's got all the intent, he's got all the intangibles. He's got everything you want. He's got size. He's got quickness. He's got speed. And he is meh. He's just a completely meh defensive end. So, looking for him to get on track. Looking for the Panthers to get back. Um, Gilmore on Calvin Ridley should be just an absolute disaster for the Falcons. Um, Shaq Thompson over the middle. Um, this is a, they play, you know, this is a team that plays great tight ends all the time. They should be used to pits. Um, I like the Panthers plus three. I'll probably sprinkle some money line. Um, if they don't win, they're blacklisted. It's over. It's done. Um, but I like it. Okay, moving on, Bill's Dolphins. Uh, minus 14 is a is a big number, but my goodness, the Dolphins are bad. They're bad, 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 bad. Um, I will push back on this a little bit. Um, there's a notion out there that, you know, that the, the, bills are, are, are the best team in the NFL. Like I agree they're good. Um, but let's realistically look at it. They beat a Kansas city team that was, is obviously very struggling. Then they beat Houston, they beat Washington, they beat Miami. Um, and now they get to play the Dolphins. I agree. The Bills are a very, very, very good football team. But there is a part of me that wants to bring it back a little bit. Um, They haven't faced an elite corner in a while. You know, Someone like Stephon Gilmore on Stephon Diggs is going to cause them problems. Um, They don't have a running back. Their running back room is awful. Um, Single Ferry is just obviously not it. Uh, This is a team that needs to go at the trade deadline and go shop for someone like Marlon Mack. Um, go sh- go shop around. Maybe the Lions will give up someone. I, the Texans giving up Mark Ingram would have been a great spot for them to pick someone up. Um, and on top of that, they're just not facing anyone who's stressing them at all defensively. Like, yes, Kansas City did. Um, that I'm not saying. In no way am I saying that Kansas City is a bad offensive football team. But, again, Kansas City, four turnovers. Of course they won 38-20 to 20 on that one. Um the, the Titans to me are not, like, they're a big physical football team that put it in the right spot and, and they're, but they're not some sp- particularly spectacular team. Um, uh, I do like the Bills to cover. I don't think that this is some game where, you know, I, I probably won't end up betting it. Um, but, uh, it, it, you know, it, they, the Bills got shut out. Last time, uh, er, no, excuse me, the Dolphins got shut out last time. Not a lot of reason to think that it's different here, but at the same time, I do want to push back on the narrative that somehow this Bills team is the greatest thing to ever sniff the NFL. Um, they haven't played elite competition, so just hold our horses there. Um, 49ers Bears, yeah, that's a dumpster fire. Um, I just can't believe the 49ers are getting four points against anyone. Um, It's an overreaction to Justin Fields getting pummeled by Tampa Bay last week. The 49ers don't have that. I think the Bears plus four and money line is a a quality play there, especially at home. Um, Brown Steelers, oh, man, it's an ugly game. It's a classic uh, AFC North game. I like the under, even though it's only set at 42. Um, Both of these teams are – Run first. Um, The Steelers offensive line being absolutely atrocious is what tips the scales to the Browns for me here. But minus three and a half, I don't like, you know, they're starting Case Keenum or an injured Baker Mayfield. Um, The Browns are pretty injured. Steelers are also, albeit they're not injured, they're just not very good in a couple of key spots, most notably offensive line and uh, linebacker. Um, yes, they do have TJ Watt, but in the middle, they're soft, um, I'm going to go ahead and just say the under here, 42, it's a little bit high to me, um, if you do want a six-point teaser, it um, make it Steelers plus nine and a half, and over 36, wouldn't hate that as well, um, but yeah, uh, Eagles-Lions, I'm going to go with lions money line. I know, I know, right, but head coach Campbell is going to get one this week, um, the Eagles are bad and the Lions are probably one of the best O and 7 teams to ever be in the NFL. I have no idea about whether that's a true statistic or not, but this is a team that, you know, their, their statistics are not awful. Um, they were in a game with the Rams. They've been in a game with the Vikings. They were in the game with the Bears. And and they lost a heartbreaker to Baltimore on the longest kick recorded in NFL history. The Lions are not that bad. Now, their secondary is awful. But can the Eagles really take advantage of that? There's a team with a beat-up offensive line. Miles Sanders is out. Uh, yes, they do have Devonta Smith, but, like, at the end of the day, how much is one right wide receiver really going to turn the game when Jalen Hurts is the guy throwing him the football? Um, I do like the, uh, the, the, Lions here. Um, a lot to like in the sense that the Eagles just traded away Ertz. That's going to be a locker room leader. Landon Dickerson, questionable. Javon Hargrave, questionable. Zach McPherson, questionable. Anthony Harris, questionable. Um, and on the other side, a lot of the people who are questionable for the Lions suited up Thursday. They are going to play um, people like Jamal Williams, TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. Um, I just think it's this is the spot for the Lions. It's the spot where they can push through and win a game. Um, I'm going to take them. Is it a sexy pick? No, it's not. But they're at home. Uh, and just look at the head coaches. Campbell cares. And he's actually coached himself into a fine spot. I think there was no way he was going to out-coach some of the issues he has on this roster, right? Like, let's just call it how we see it. It wasn't good. The the roster's not good defensively. Thank you, Matt Patricia. Sirianni inherited a, a decent roster, at least decent enough to compete in the NFC East, and he's absolutely crap the bet He's got this college offense with all these checkdowns, and he's had his Jalen Hurts throwing the ball 45 times a game. You're not going to win doing that. You're not going to win in the NFL doing that. Um, I do like the Lions to pick up a win. I've said it. I'll do it again. Lions to win there. Um, Titans, Colts. Now, I do like the Colts to win. Um, However, this line in the past two days has dropped from one and a half to two and a half. If I'm going to get field goal protection, you know, plus three, plus three and a half, I'm going to take the the Titans. Titans. you know, I can't ignore what Derrick Henry's been doing recently. Now, the Titans are injured. Julio's questionable. Landry the third is questionable. Um, and uh, their secondary is starting up not a lot of great no- named prospects. Um, you know, if we sit at two and a half, I'll probably end up taking the Colts. Colts have quietly played some very good football over the last four weeks. They beat Baltimore three out of the four quarters. They just got Lamar in the fourth. And um, They kind of beat themselves in that game, but beat Miami decisively, beat Houston decisively, and beat San Francisco in a game that they shouldn't have. It's a dome team. <laughs> you know, they're not supposed to win in a monsoon in San Francisco outside, but they did. Got to give them credit. They're playing back in a dome. Um, and the one thing that I really do like is Darius Leonard is a Derrick Henry sniffer outer. Like he's Darius Leonard plays King Henry as well as any linebacker in the league. He's always around the ball and he's going to be getting there, getting in the right spots to make plays for him. Um, you know, depending on where the line's at come Sunday, that'll influence my opinion. I'm probably going to go ahead and lock in some right here at Colts minus two and a half. Um, but you know. Could easily see myself reverting there if come Sunday we've got Titans plus three and a half, might have to bet some of that as well and just kind of hedge out and watch a football game. Uh, I do love the Bengals minus ten, love it. Uh, The the Jets are awful, they are awful, and there's no easy way to say that. They just can't. They have no offense, no defense. There's nothing good happening. Um, Zach Wilson is out. and this is a team that's going to score, what, three, four, five points, maybe? I Like, they might be lucky to get a touchdown. Um, Joe Burrow has been elite the last two weeks. Um, really, going back to that Green Bay game, they should have won. You know, he put them in a spot to win. Their kicker just missed twice. Um, they've won four out of the last five, and, and the one that they didn't win is not anyone's fault except for the kicker. Um Bengals should easily put up 40 points this game. Um, no way the Jets scored 10. <laughs> I like the Bengals to cover quite easily. Um if you've got a survivor pool, that would be my pick if you unused them. Um, no way I see this being close at all. Uh, Rams Texans, not much to write home. Rams by a lot there. Uh, Patriots Chargers. Look, I'm gonna take the Patriots plus 5. I know, uh, I know it's not a sexy pick, but Bill Belichick has kind of owned the Chargers recently. Um, he's got a very, very solid squad. Um, and the Chargers have no run defense. I mean, it, it they're getting ran all over on the ground. Um, see that when they play the Ravens, um, it got ugly real quick. Um, You know, Cleveland, yes, they did end up winning, but they shouldn't have won that game probably. Um, Las Vegas, they did win. um, And Kansas City, they did win. But, again, none of those teams – I actually do like Vegas, um, but none of those teams are really super shocking to me. Of of course, Dallas beat them because they can run the football. This is a team that gives up 160 on the ground per game in the NFL. You're not going to win a lot of games doing that. Um, Now – the Patriots don't run the ball super well, but they appear to have gotten into a little bit of a group recently with it. Um, you know, the, the jets beating has just got to be an absolute positive boost for them. Um, there are some injuries here. If Dietrich wise can't go. Um, he's one of my favorite guys to watch. Um, Uchi van Noy, and King as well. So the Patriots have a lot of defensive injuries, especially, uh, in the front seven. So I will be monitoring that. Um, but again, it's just it's too many points to be given to a good Patriots squad here. Um, think this game stays close, goes down to the wire, probably decided by a field goal or less. Um, Seahawks, Jags, my goodness! Um, I actually do kind of like the Jags to cover. Um, Trevor Lawrence has vastly improved the last two weeks. Um, you know he's going to get there. He's just dealing with absolute garbage around him. Um, I thought against Tennessee, he was. A very very serviceable quarterback. You know, two seventy three with a touchdown. Um, Robinson had hundred and fifty on the ground, but they did run into Derrick Henry, and, and their defense just can't stop anyone. I won't. I won't bet this game, but the Jags are a little enticing against Geno Smith. Um, I'm going to take the uh, the football team. Going to take them plus three. Why? Because the Broncos are sputtering to say the least I do actually like them they're a solid roster but if they don't have a quarterback who can take advantage of the weapons they have um it's not going to go up uh Washington to me is a team that they need a boost this is a very winnable spot for them um you know there's a reason we think this defensive front is good and it's not because oh like uh, you know I don't like some of these players like no like this defensive front is solid um the thing for me that I do want to point out is that uh main reason I like this pick is that Von Miller got injured last game. Um, it looked bad. I don't think he's going to be able to go. Uh, and what the football team wants to do on defense is or, or on offense, excuse me, is from the football. Um, they're not a team that's really looking to air it out on you. Um, and the same thing with the Broncos, like they, they, they're not Teddy Bridgewater is not a quarterback. That's going to be able to attack the issues that the Washington football team has. I think getting plus three here is real nice. Um, I like the uh football team to just keep it close, keep it reasonable. Um, I'm looking for a big game from chase young. I know he hasn't had one, but he should be able to get out there and get one. Um, and the main problem for the Washington has just been red zone offense. Like, Green Bay had 15 of 15 teams score touchdowns when they got into the red zone. Washington football team went 0 of 4 in that, in the, uh, underneath the 20. Um, I just think that they should be able to convert. They should get it done. I, I like him here. Uh, yeah, not a big play, but it is a play I do like and rounding it out. Uh, I love, 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 love the Bucks minus four and a half. Um, just better offense. Jameis Winston isn't that great. They don't score that many points. Um, you know, getting them, getting the Bucks at minus four and a half right now is, you know, just a godsend. Antonio Brown will probably not play, but does that matter too much? I mean, like, oh, no, Tom Brady just has to throw the ball to Mike Evans a lot more. He'll throw it to O.J. Howard. He'll throw it to Chris Godwin. Like, there's so many people out here that I, I think are going to be great. Um, uh, Levante David should be back. He did practice. Um, I like him there. Uh, he, he's been limited, but he should be able to suit up and go, this is a division game for him. You know, the, the Bucks score 33 points a game. Yes, I understand. The Saints have a great run defense. The Bucks run defense is better. Um, Alvin Kamara should be in for a tough, tough game. um, The Saints offense should only score around, you know, 20, 17 points. Buck should score easily, you know, in the 30s. Um, The Saints just don't have, especially with Latimore's finger, they don't have the secondary that they've had recently. Now, they haven't played any teams that have really gotten to them that way. You know, Carolina um, did when Christian McCaffrey was there. Uh I'm looking at that Carolina game as a good barometer for the offensive skills. R- remember at that point Carolina had Christian McCaffrey. Um and I think that's very similar to how the Bucks are gonna play. A lot of checkdowns, get Ken Jordan in, in bad zones. Um, you know, this is a team that lost to the Giants. It's a team that uh barely beat the Seahawks. Uh just not a lot to like from the Saints team and I think I think the Bucks really expose that they are a pretender at four and two right there. Um, Cowboys, part of the issue here is just injuries. Um, you know, I don't know if Dak's going to play. He should play. Um, the spread has jumped to Minnesota plus three or minus three, excuse me. Um, not really sure why that is. Gotta look into that. Uh, but if Dak plays, love the Cowboys, uh, there's still – here's the other thing. There's no injuries to this offensive line except Tyron Smith is questionable, but I think he did have a full practice Thursday. Um, you know, he's been questionable his whole career. Uh, but if Dak plays – I mean, Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, Dak at the helm. <sighs> Kirk Cousins in prime time. Uh, not allowed to say much else there. Love the Cowboys if they're plus odds. I'm gonna take money line as long as Dak is uh, is healthy. Um, last game, Giants Chiefs, someone touch it. Uh, just so many unknowns on that Chiefs team. So many unknowns on the Giants team. Who's gonna play? Who's healthy? Um, you know, gut reaction is to bet the Giants plus five and a half just because no way that I think that the Chiefs have proven that they should be. Ten point favorites over anybody, but uh, you know it, we'll have to see the injuries there because if Daniel Jones thrown to practice squad players, um, the Chiefs should have a good day. But yeah, so those are my reactions there. Let's sum it up for you. Games I'm taking this week: Iowa money line, Michigan, Michigan State under fifty and a half, Florida plus fourteen probably, uh, Florida State plus nine and a half, Ole Miss questionable money line there, Kentucky money line, and SMU money line. I uh, will be probably taking the Panthers plus three, sprinkling the money line, Lions money line, Bengals minus 10, Pats plus five, Washington football team plus three. Um, we'll also take the Bucks uh, minus four and a half. Um, love that spot for them there. Uh, but yeah, so those are going to be my plays this week. I will recap them as always starting next week. Um, but yeah, h- happy betting to all of y'all out there and, and hope you get some money this weekend.